What's up, everyone? Welcome into Game Static, episode 78. My name is Alex. Alex Sparkle. Hopefully, you're having an incredible day today, whatever day you are listening or perhaps watching this podcast at our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash sparky3. Make sure to give a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, join with me as always. I got both the boys here with me. I got Zach and Studio with John over Discord. Boys, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing good. Can't complain. Not yet. I don't I don't know what I just really dawned on me. It feels like it's been longer than a week since we recorded. I don't know why. Well, technically it has. Has it? Yeah, since today's Sunday. So I mean technically, yeah. No, it'd be But I you know, I do feel what you mean though. Because, like, when I was, like, gearing up all day today, kept, first off, reminding myself that we were recording today, because this is normally my chill day, I was just like, man, it feels like it's been forever since I've recorded a podcast. Yeah. So I miss Thursdays, I guess. Thursdays are coming back soon. That, that's the plus side. That's the plus. John, how you doing? How you feeling this wonderful Sunday? I'm doing all right. I I don't know why, but I'm also kind of feeling the, uh, like, it's like it's been a long time but that may just be because uh like you so usually my chill day yeah so i think breaking that, that up a little bit i think that's what's getting us or at least in mine and john's case zach you still work on sundays yeah. but like i guess in mine and john's case i guess it's just like you know this is normally our chill day yeah we we decided to record uh on a different day this week because of course we did have pokemon day today with a pokemon presents uh, you know, a lot of like just okay. Hey, here's some, some here's some announcements with the big lead up of the big announcement at the end being Gen Nine, which is kind of surprising. Like it's it's surprising in the extent that it's happening this year. Like everyone knew this was going to happen, but I thought it was going to be a 2023 thing. You know what I mean? So I, I am shocked that it is this year. Uh, so looking forward to chatting about that. You know, out of the little tease that we got earlier, uh, a little bit more Horizon talk. Our day, our weekly Lost Ark update from John here. Uh, Street Fighter Six was revealed uh, with some controversy behind it and some funny jokes behind it as well. Uh, and then some other news just randomly kind of thrown in there, including one piece of news that we actually had talked about a little bit of detail a few weeks back with the Microsoft Activision Blizzard purchase, and it seems like it's happening. So that's going to be some interesting stuff there to see how it all plays out. Uh, if you could, go sign up to the website. Uh, we definitely appreciate that support there at sparky3.com. Uh, you can also sign up for 5 bucks a month there and get access to early podcast episodes, exclusive, exclusive blog posts, uh, you know, extra promo codes, special access to the Discord server, you know, for special channels, Discord servers open to everyone. You can you know, the links down in the description below. You can sign up. Uh, we do currently have a promo code on the website uh, for our merch store, Sparky3Shop.com. Twenty five percent off with code ATFS. To celebrate season two of a terrible football show with a rebrand uh, kicking off this week. Excited for that. The code runs till the fifth. There is a couple new game static designs as well. That's why I definitely want to shout that out, including the the five ways to play, as I call it, with the five controllers. I thought that was a pretty sweet design. Uh, I need to get a sample of that one. You want a sample of it, too? I probably will. I actually like that one. Yeah, that one is actually pretty sick. Definitely go pick that up. 25% off with code ATFS. Uh, go follow us on Twitter, at GameStaticPod. We appreciate that. As well as check out the other shows like Animan Plus, uh, Terrible Show, and Talk Movies and stuff. Animan Plus is coming back. Uh, me and Zach are set to record uh, the next episode next week. So should be coming out here in the near future. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, boys, let's kind of just go ahead and jump into some stuff. Uh, what, what's, everyone, what's everyone been uh, up to this week? How, how, what's everyone been doing? You know, I've just been playing more Horizon. For me, I'm 30 hours in, man, and I'm telling you, I don't feel like I've scratched the surface. I, I really don't. Like, while, yeah, I've progressed, like, on the main story, you know, to kind of further allow myself to get to more areas of the map, which you could go to anyway, but if you do, you're going to get fucked. So, you know, I've progressed in the story, but it's like I, I progressed so far, and then it's kind of, like, stop, or it's like, okay, I've gotten to this point where I've kind of, like, I can, I'm leveled with this area. Mm -hmm. Let's go do other shit now. 
you know, and I just kind of hold off on the story. But Jesus, dude, I'm 30 hours in. I legit don't feel like I've scratched the surface. But I will say one thing, one massive takeaway that I have of the game right now from this past week. Um, uh, I, neither of you, if I, if I remember correctly, neither of you are like big Witcher three fans, right? No, not really. Okay, you guys know that no. you guys know that that uh, that card game in Witcher Three that they made a standalone game. Yeah, Gwent. Yeah, Gwent. Like, okay, Horizon has a game where it's like I hope they make it a standalone game like Gwent was. Okay. Machine Strike. Out of the thirty hours I've spent, I've probably spent ten hours on Machine Strike. Like, it's just it's you just go around and, and hit up different players across the map, whatever, and they're different levels, expert, intermediate, Is whatever. It a card game. It's a board game. Oh. Yeah, it's a board game, kind of like uh, similar to like a chess sort of style. In, in, a, in, a, in a sense, um, where it's like, you know, the whole board that's laid out has different terrains, and the different terrains across the board give you, like, different uh, attack boosts, whatever. There's so all you're playing miniatures. Basically. Basically. You know, there's a slight disconnect here that we're slowly getting into a point, which we've already seen it, where we're enjoying games within a game. Yes. <laughs> and then those games become standalone games, and then we're just like, fuck the main game. I just want this thing yes, to be real. Yes, Dude, I mean, it's We a lot might of, have a problem. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, man. I, I've dumped a lot of hours in Machine Strike, because now, like, uh, what I was doing literally just last night was, like, I made it my mission, and I was just like, okay, let's go around the map and go buy and find the other Machine, uh, machine Strike pieces so I can continue, like, building different, uh, different teams. Because, like, you can have, like, your attack power up to like 10 so it's like you know each each uh machine that you can get like the burrow the tracker etc like they all do different things where it's like standard melee unit you have your range unit you have your dash units pull units ram units etc uh and I, I feel you here alex but if you want to play miniatures we can take like a 20 minute drive i can teach you how to play warhammer <laughs> oh god all right let's do it <laughs> <laughs> That might be a little too much for him. <laughs> it probably will, but you know, we'll we'll wing it. We'll have a good time with it. We'll have a good time with it. But no, I mean, Machine Strike is legit a lot of fun. I hope it becomes a standalone game. You know, with all the the push that Horizon has been getting, whatever, you know, I I, I low key think that Machine Strike standalone game could be a possibility. I mean, it might be yeah, if they've yeah. put so much detail in what you're describing to us. I mean, there's quite a possibility. Yeah, there there's a lot of detail to the game. Uh, what about you boys? What you guys been up to this week? Only Lost Ark. Yeah, what's the what's the Lost Ark weekly update? I mean, game game's still fun. Okay, awesome. In end game grinding now, just trying to work my way up the tiers. Yeah, no, I've been playing a bit of Lost Ark here and there because I've been switching between TFT, Dynasty, Warriors, Empires, and then uh, Lost Ark. And my Lost Ark Lost Ark experience is much different than John's. John's hit fifty and he's doing the islands. I hit thirty, and I'm fielding adventure tomes up to ninety percent. Which is a slight pain. Yeah, I did finally actually play a few rounds of TFT this week for the uh, set six point five. Yeah, John joined me for and, a bit. Nice. And it is uh, it's weird. It's hard to get your weird playing it after playing so much set six and then yeah. stepping away and trying to come back in and going these units aren't the way I remembered them. Yeah, it's a slight <laughs> adjust because they didn't do a full set uh, remix. They actually took part of set six and kept it and just rebalanced it pretty much with mm -hmm. a couple new uh, traits. Because I don't think it added any new... Uh, I, uh, there's traits and then there's factions in it. I don't think they added any new factions. They just uh, filled it up, new characters and traits to change it up a bit and change up the meta. A lot of the like hard 
meta characters that are being used in set six have been removed in set seven, and now we have some new fielders. Like instead of crit lux, we now have. Oh my god, Ari just threw orbs at everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck Ari, yeah. John. But yeah, I didn't didn't play that many games to really feel too many opinions. It was. I think I think I played three or four and ended every game with you looking at my board going, yeah, I don't know what you were playing. Sometimes you just got to play the units and see how they feel. Just, roll, just go with the vibe. See, he's, he's doing how I played set six. That's how I, that's how I spend a lot of time every set. Just when I get into it, I'll just jump in and I'm like, everyone else is trying to figure out the meta builds and that. And I'm just like, what units feel fun? Which ones feel strong by themselves that I could just throw in? See, I enjoy doing that, but I've now fallen into the habit of where I just naturally build a team. I'll have a goal to start out with, like, I want to do this for this specific mission. Mission, Something will happen that I'll get a lucky draw. I'll be like, well, I can do this. It's right there. <laughs> Other than that, yeah. not a whole lot. I just started a, um, to literally today, I started another playthrough of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Mostly for mostly just because like I've been kind of itching for it for a little while, you know, mm-hmm. and like out of all my Switch games, that's like the only one that I have like a legitimate itch to play. And I'm I'm going out of town for a couple of days this week, whatever. I didn't want to lug my fucking PlayStation, so I was like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll start firing one three houses up again. You know, you have something to do while I'm out of town this week. Oh, did you play any more of uh, Cyberpunk's next gen? No, but I do want to. It's just uh, and I, I, now that I've kind of reached a point with Horizon where I'm I've dumped so much time into it, you know, and it's just like you know, play for a good few hours and then kind of step away you know like where it's like all right let's take a break you know we've we've really gotten some time into this yeah i'll get back on cyberpunk here soon because i do want to play it i do i because i want to i want to see i want to see the lewd images uh but it's it's funny you say that so this past week um keontae who was on a couple episodes i'm on a discord channel with him and a bunch of other people he knows and whatnot and talking to them and i'm i mentioned that (laughs) to them there's like yeah cyberpunk had that um release and like yeah it had that high def it's like it also had a new content i was like it had new content i was like yeah you now get loots from the romance and they all went what i was like yeah you get loots it was just like and several of them went i gotta play cyberpunk again i was like that's the natural reaction to this content oh that's true uh, my favorite one was still uh the mighty keys where he's just like he quote tweeted the news about he's like i'm going to play cyberpunk again leave me alone <laughs> Uh, naturally with this episode, uh, this episode, uh, lines up with the release of Elden Ring, but, uh, don't expect any Elden Ring opinions here. None of us really cared to get it. So I, I got one thing to say about Elden Ring from, at least from what I've seen and what I've heard some of the streamers talking about. If you like Dark Souls, this is a game specifically made for you in its yeah. best form. That's what I got from uh, Keontae, because Keontae was real hype about it, and the people in that Discord are, and they've been messing with it, and he's just like, he spent, and from what he told me, it's very non-linear, so once it opens up, you just go wherever, Right. and he ended up killing like an end-game boss when he was still like, hmm, the equivalent of like level three. It took, <laughs> it took him three hours to memorize all the patterns and whatnot, <laughs> but he did it. Yeah, for everything that I've seen is like if you are a Souls fan, this is like Souls at its peak, essentially, is what I've is yeah. what I've gathered. Yeah, there are two two ways to look at this game. Souls fans like everyone else, no like. Basically, basically, 
I mean, it's got unbelievable reviews, like 10 out of 10s across yeah. the board. And the, I mean, the Metacritic is unbelievable. And that's even with uh, several of the glitches and stuff yeah. that people have problems with. But even then, they're still saying that it's an amazing game. Which 97 is, on Metacritic. I mean, that's technically one of the highest rated games of all time. I mean, it's up there. Even some of the very good games that were high up there as well still get bashed because of glitches. But this one is just getting slide, slide right through. Yeah. <laughs> and with just like all the r- reviews around this thing, man, uh, at this point, like you might as well crown this thing game of the year unless God of War Ragnarok for sure comes out. That's probably the only thing that will compete with it. I mean, Starfield. See, I want to believe that. I do. But I feel like with all of the hype that's been built up around Elden Ring and the unbelievable perfect reviews, I feel like it's going to come down to God of War and Elden Ring. I mean, it's a Bethesda game, man. I know, I know. And I, I would love to see that. Like, if, if if Starfield is exactly as hype as we believe it's going to be, like, I would love to see that be a uh, game of the year. That'd be dope. But I feel like it's going to come down to Elden and God. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I just took a brief glance at it. Game's been out for what, like, Two three days now. Uh, it came out yeah. early access Thursday, and uh, it's it's current on Steam at least. It's currently sitting at eighty thousand, mostly positive reviews. Which for uh, for a couple days in, no, that's that's not bad at all. Yeah, no, that's pretty ridiculous. Uh, we'll actually use that as a quick segue here, and we'll jump into one of our first pieces of news. Um, did you guys see about the Valve CEO? Uh, talking about that he would be 100% like willing to step up and try to get Game Pass integrated with Steam. I did see that today. I thought that was very interesting. I went, I'm not surprised. It's Gabe Newell. He's just like, what? Hey, he, More he, games on Steam? He's like, I'm here for that. <laughs> yeah, because with that, he even made, he did make the comment. He's like, yeah, we're not looking for any sort of subscription service ourselves, but hey, if Microsoft, you know, I'm willing to help him out here. <laughs> if they want to integrate, by all means. Yeah, no, that would be cool because, I mean, think about it. I mean, you have the Game Pass on the Steam Deck, like, that'd be pretty legit. You know, and then also, obviously, Steam in general, where, you know, Steam players don't have to have the Microsoft app launched. Like, that's all cool, but I mean, Game Pass on Steam Deck, that'd be a pretty good selling point. You know what was really a surprise this week, though? Hmm. Valve releasing a game. Wait, what'd they release? They released... Oh, I I read this just a little bit ago. (laughs) They released a game called, in the Portal universe, called Aperture... uh, I can't remember exactly. But more or less, it's a specific game for the Steam Deck, which you can play it on Steam itself, to introduce how to use the Steam Deck and stuff like that. And it's like a 40 minutes hour experience. So it's kind of like the Astro's Playroom that Sony released with the PS5. Because all Astro's Playroom was, was to basically show you all the different features for the DualSense controller. Okay. All right. (laughs) But it was a surprise because Valve released something. Oh, look at that. Valve actually released a game. That's great. That's wild, dude. Uh, no, Game Pass possibly coming to, uh, to Steam. That'd be, uh, I think that'd be a big win for both companies, especially in Phil Spencer's case where he just wants Game Pass on everything. Uh, with the Steam Deck as well, I did see uh, a tweet from the official Twitter from uh, Dolphin Emulator, which is, of course, is the GameCube and Wii emulator that you can download online. Oh, is it? Yeah, um, and they got uh, they got the, the Dolphin Emulator on the Steam Deck. They post a picture of it. That's funny. Because coming up with the Steam Deck, like one of the selling points for it is that you can uninstall the Steam OS on it. Yeah, and put your stuff on exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, so they got like the like a Microsoft OS on it, and they installed Dolphin Emulator, and they post a picture of them playing F-Zero on the Steam Deck. I'm like, yo, that's actually pretty hype. That's actually pretty dope. I mean, that was probably the best thing from the Steam Deck when we initially got the yeah. release and showing of it was the fact that it's pretty much just a small computer. Yeah. That if you know what you're doing, you can just do pretty much anything with it. Just have a held handheld computer with you at all times. Right. 
which that, that's that's absolutely the big dub. I don't know, like you know, as, as we start to see like more stuff come out of it over time, I may look to potentially get a Steam Deck because like that sort of stuff is very interesting. Like having a portable GameCube would be super cool. Like I, I mean, would, the GameCube is portable. I mean, yeah, you can play it on your phone. I know, but well, okay. Fuck off, first off. The GameCube is I very know. portable. It, just because it has a handle doesn't mean it's a portable I, console. <laughs> I love how long it took him to realize what you were saying, Zach. For all the video you know, watchers here, they saw the exact moment where it's like, oh, okay, Alex caught on, got it. <laughs> and you were the one who pointed out the handle like a couple weeks ago. I did, yeah, yeah. We're just like, who actually used the handle? Well, see, that I guess that's why I didn't catch on because I didn't use the handle. <laughs> I mean. Oh, man. <laughs> but Dolphin Emulator is on your phone, by the way. I don't know how that would work. I saw pictures of it. It looks horribly clunky. Like where it's like it's like the example pictures on the app in the app store was them playing Wind Waker and like the screen is just flooded with all the buttons. I'm like, this looks terrible. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't know that was what Dolphin Emulator was. You said that I'm I assumed it was a dolphin simulator game. Oh because <laughs> that would not yeah, surprise no. me at this point in I time. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. We do have the lawnmower simulator, you know. John, have you got lawnmower simulator yet? I didn't know there was a lawnmower simulator. Okay. Well, you need to get that in review. I mean, for the I show. should hit up my father because I know he's been playing a lot of Lumberjack Dynasty. What is yeah, Lumberjack Dynasty? <laughs> as the name might entail, you're becoming a lumberjack and starting a dynasty as a lumberjack and the lumberjacking business. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Game, the gaming industry is a wild place. Uh, all right, let's hop over to our next piece of news. Uh, so we did finally get the reveal for Street Fighter VI, uh, which, you know, at first glance, it's like, okay, dope, new Street Fighter, that's cool. But it, this actually brought up a little bit of controversy literally just because of the logo, because of how generic it looked. And I like a lot of the comments where it's like, it literally just looks like Street Fighter has six notifications. Okay, that's fair. It literally, looked, to me, it looked like a Discord channel. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it looks like a Discord channel with the six. But, like, apparently the logo, someone else found, like, uh, an almost identical version of the logo for, like, 80 bucks on a uh, Adobe stock website. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly it. And then also shout out to the people that wanted to point out Ryu's bulge. If you haven't seen his bulge yet, go look, watch the trailer again. You can, in fact, see his penis. It is at 15 seconds. Just pause right there, <laughs> and his bulge is in perfect out there for old man Ryu. Yeah, the the person that designed that, I hope you're, I hope you're having a great day. <laughs> that's, that's dedication. <laughs> the person designed that and went, Tracer's ass, I got this. <laughs> But, you know, obviously it's not much about the game itself. It's just like, you know, hey, the game announcement, you know, super, you know, super great graphics. That's really the main selling point is, hey, dope ass graphics and the game is real. It's happening. And it's just like more news this summer. You know, Zach, I know you're a big fighting game fan. So I know you're probably pretty excited for this. I'd have to assume. No. Okay. I'm not a big Street Fighter person. I thought you were. Nope. I'm Tekken. I knew you were Tekken. Honestly, I thought you just played all fighting games if we're going to be real. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never really stuck with Street Fighter. Okay, so this is not... I literally play any other fighting game, but for Street Fighter, for some reason, it never stuck with me. Okay, so this is not even on your radar, then. Not really. Okay, well. You know, John, I know you're limited on fighting games, too. Like, the only one I've ever known you to actually play was Blaze Blue. Uh, mostly. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's mostly what I played. Other than that, it would be the Tekken I've played with Zach. But, uh, I mean, I may not play the games, but, I mean... I'll I'll watch the I'll watch the FCG fort. Okay. 
Well, you know, we'll see what, what else comes out of Street Fighter Six later on this summer. Uh, I've never been a big fighting game per, uh, fan, at, you know, personally. The Literally, the only one I play is Soul Calibur. That's the only one that's ever piqued my interest. Oh, yeah, I'm going to send you another picture Friday. Okay, well, of what? Because the store that has Soul Calibur 3 and Ratchet & Clank also has Soul Calibur 2 now as well. Oh, okay. Have you come across a Ratchet Deadlocked yet? That's the one that I really want. I could have swore I saw one somewhere, but I can't remember. I may have not. Okay. Ratchet Deadlocked is uh, was always one of my favorites. I loved that game. The game was awesome. But on the note of retro, I picked up the Diddy Kong Racing. Ooh, that's a nice That's a nice find. How much was that? Uh, 24. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, that's not bad. So what's your collection even looking like now? In terms of... Like, just, like, size. Like, how, how, how many games are we talking now? Into, like, let's say N64. What, what are we looking like? Because uh, I, feel, I feel like every week you're buying a game or two for the 64 almost. 64 is probably the smallest. I think out of 64, I only have like seven games. Hmm, okay. Then you've been picking up. I know I know you uh, picked up like uh, when you got the GameCube for me. That's when you got what? Shin Megami Tensai, I think. When you... Yeah, that's a DS game. Okay. Building up that retro collection. You go twice a week, right? No, just once. Okay. Well, whenever you next time you go, if you could, just keep your eye out for Ratchet Deadlocked. Let me know. I can I can give you cash. I hooked, I hooked you up with that Sly Cooper that you didn't want. I didn't say I didn't want it. You just asked if I, you know if I if I had it. And then you said you weren't interested in it. You said Ratchet and Clank. Whatever. That's another conversation. That's for another a different. Time. Yeah, different conversation, different day. <laughs> um, next up thing that we have here is something Johnson in, involving some Hogwarts Legacy. This is uh, per Tom Henderson that uh, Logwar- uh, Hogwarts Legacy has uh, is apparently it's been ready to be shown, which I feel like we've already kind of. New, we've known that, you know, we've we, we've heard the rumors for a little while that the game has been ready to be shown off in some capacity, uh, but they're basically waiting on Sony to do it at this point. Uh, which, to my understanding, I've seen a lot of people talking that next month we're set to get a Sony State of Play, so it'll be pretty interesting to see um, Hogwarts Legacy and exactly what this game is going to be. I think that's the biggest thing about Hogwarts Legacy right now for all of us is what exactly are we going to be able to expect from this? Like, what is the game going to actually be? Yeah, that is sort of interesting. What, you go I was on. I when I when I saw the the article, I was just happy that they were somebody had put it in a way where they're like, we're letting Sony do it now, as a pope. Because so far we just keep seems like every month or every couple months, we've just ended up with a rumor like, oh, it's gonna happen at this show. It's gonna happen at this show. It's when they're finally gonna show it. Now they're at least now it's like. Just wait for the state of play, and then you'll see it. It's like, just wait for one of Sony's. They'll show it at some point. Yeah. It's like, whenever Sony does does their next big show, you'll see it then. You know, another interesting article that I saw for a another game that we're still sort of low on details about was actually uh, Digimon Survive. John's uh, game of... Game doesn't, game doesn't <laughs> it, exist. John is full-blown convinced <laughs> this game. They never made a game. Well, the, no, hey, well, well they still haven't. This, this was an article... <laughs> which was from the actual game director himself, and actually with a splash image of, I assume, the characters that are going to be in Survive, and that uh, Survive is actually going to be a much darker theme since the game is more going to be aimed towards more adult audience, so it's going to have a lot darker themes this time around. Yeah, I'm here for that. They'll be fun if the game comes out. Yes. From what well, article, That's why they only had a splash image in his article. They haven't made the rest of the game yet. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, John, you are full blown convinced the game is not real. Until I have it installed on my console and launch it, it doesn't exist. That's, I mean, I get it, man. I get it. It's been a long time for this game. Well, I'm, I'm curious about it because from reading this article, it did actually introduce some Digimon lore that I never knew about, which is very interesting to fit. That apparently the Digimon are apparently digitized versions of uh, people who have passed, apparently. And like they're. Um, and that's for this game? No, this is just Digimon lore in general. Uh, if that's apparently, Digimon lore, I didn't know that. I didn't know it either. But this apparently was something the game director mentioned because they found out they were told this strictly from. Uh, one of the original di- uh, game directors from the first Digimon Adventure game, which is 70 bucks, by the way, <laughs> uh, and things like that. And he took that and more or less did that because in, another thing in the article was like, it's going to focus on really f- separating like the Digimon are these other entities and more or less a uh, second half to who they're partnered up with as like a second self. That's wild. I didn't know that. Yeah. Digimon has a lot of fascinating lore, but I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it really changes how you look at Digimon. I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> it really changes how I look at Digimon Tamers now. <laughs> no, the, 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 tam- the Tamers are fine as long as you don't know that fact. <laughs> well, <laughs> fair, fair. I'm also I'm also talking about the actual show Digimon Tamers. Puts a different perspective on that show because that one that was one of the shows where you where, that was a very dark show for the yes. record, and where you actually had like some you you actually had some deaths in that show. Yeah, season three was <laughs> wild. Season three is so good. Uh, like when you like watching it as a kid, you know, it's just like oh cool Digimon, oh cool. It doesn't connect. Yeah, it doesn't hit. But when like, you go back, like, yeah. a decade later, and you go, holy oh, shit, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> Bro, Digimon Tamers is that's some fucking intense shit, man. But maybe maybe Digimon Survival will come out this year. I don't think so. I mean, at the end of the article, it said they're still at some point planning for 2022. I don't believe that. I don't believe it. I don't believe that at but all. But from this one article, I'm actually very much more interested in Digimon Survival, and I might pick it up whenever it releases. I can't remember. Is that only like a Switch title? Is it also gonna be on PlayStation? Do you do you guys know? I'm pretty sure it would be on PlayStation. More, uh, more than likely than Switch. No, it, it's based, on Switch. Based on the original article from 2019, it was supposed to be on PlayStation and Switch. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'm picking this game up day one if it comes out. <laughs> one day. One day, it may or may not come out. We'll see, and we'll, you know, finally determine if this game is actually real or not, or if it was just an image all along and they just were trying to fool us. Uh, next little piece of news we got here. Uh, you know, this, you know, we, we talked about this, uh, when it came to the Activision Blizzard purchase, this was a topic among the industry and something that a lot of people were kind of hoping for. And it pairs, it's, it's happening. It's going down. Uh, and you know, that's of course involves call of duty. You know, call of duty has been on this yearly release schedule for almost, almost two decades since 2005. And you know, while there, it had, it's like, it had its time, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, you know, like that late 2000s to like early 2010s, like it had a very good stretch where it's like, you know, even though it was yearly, every year was a, for the most part for across the FPS, you know, fandom was a pretty exciting release. You know, in, you know, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops, Black Ops 2. And then as time has gone on, especially like the past five or six years, probably, you know, really longer, I think, I think where it really started to go downhill, I think started with Ghosts. 
I think Ghost on. It's just been every year. It's just been like the same rehashed shit, and it's been a you know just a disaster of a game. Now Vanguard kind of doing being the tipping point of just like how much of a disaster game is going to be. Uh, but apparently, per Bloomberg, uh, COD 2023 has in fact been delayed. So next year will be the first year in almost two decades we have not had a yearly release Call of Duty. Uh, this year is the Modern Warfare Two. Um, well, the Modern Warfare sequel to the Modern Warfare in 2019. They need to do a better job of these titles since we already had a Modern Warfare 2. But Modern Warfare 2 is coming out this year uh, by Infinity Ward. And then the one, the next one that's come out was said to be made by Treyarch. But the fact that it's not, you know, going to have that yearly release now, like, I think this is, uh, we are now already starting to show the signs of Ma- of Microsoft's pool in this whole thing. Because, I mean, like, you know, Microsoft is, you know, I feel like they're very adamant where it's just like, hey, it doesn't need to be a yearly release because that hurts the game more than anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I feel like this is a good thing for Call of Duty. You know, I've and honestly, I don't think, I have not seen a single bit of negativity about this across the industry. I really haven't. From fans of, of the franchise, the few that there are, I know there's a ton, but, you know, it's just been in such a shit place for so long, whatever. I think this is great uh, for Call of Duty. I really do. Uh, while I doesn't really necessarily want to pull me back into it, you know, I've been I haven't been a huge fan of FPS games for quite some time. Besides, you know, Halo, Halo is still fun to me. Still looking forward to co-op whenever that comes out for the campaign. I feel like it keeps getting pushed back, but different story, different day. Uh, but what you boys' thoughts on uh, you know COD twenty twenty three being delayed? And you know, already you know even before the purchase set to be finished next year, we're already starting to feel the influence of Microsoft here. It's about damn time we don't have a yearly COD. <laughs> That's, you're damn right. <laughs> I've been I've been saying it for years. It's like I fell out of Call of Duty for the most part years ago, and then I mean in the past couple of years, like uh, was it Black Ops Four? I came back in and played a decent amount of that game. Yeah, you did play quite a bit, which which was was great for me. But I'd also been away from Call of Duty for. It's close to 10 years. Right. Uh, so for me, it felt nice coming back to it. But then with every release since then, I've looked at it. I'm like, I don't really have an interest in playing these games. It looks like nothing is different. And I was already, I was starting to get a little, a little bored with uh, that Call of Duty. So maybe, maybe with, with uh, delaying it, skipping out on a year, they can take that little bit of extra time, make it a, make it a better game. That's all I'm hoping for. I'm. Pro- it's like I may not play it. I may not get into it again. But for the people that are always excited for it, take the extra time with it. We don't need a yearly COD. It's still going to sell. And it might sell better because people are going to think it's going to be more polished. And hopefully it is. Yeah, that's the big thing is hopefully it's going to actually be polished. <laughs> yeah, we saw what Vanguard was. Yeah, no, this can only be a plus in terms of the franchise because it was at that year release, so it was running at the same rate as sports games. And sports games, if anyone's kept up with those, those don't change a whole lot from year to year. Nope. And Call of Duty's suffering from the same thing. And it's not a series that can get away with that. Right. And you know what you know what you know what is so fascinating about the fact that it doesn't really change year to year is the fact that it changes publishers year to year. Yeah. So like every other year a different publisher takes over and I'm assuming all these publishers will know very clearly in advance when they're doing it as we kind of see here. So it's like the fact that they're not 
polished is that that's very interesting to me you know what i mean because like at least like when it comes to like sports games if for the most part it's going to be a majority of the same dev team yeah. every year but in cod's case it's like you're going to have a different dev team every year so why has it always been the way that it is you know what i mean because it's on that year yearly release they know what they're making they have the cod platform as long as they make this it gets the green light apparently yeah and i will say with this news uh, there's going to be a lot of weight riding on Modern Warfare 2 this year. Like, since that's going to be the COD for the next two years, essentially, like, that, that there's going to be a lot of weight riding on if this game's going to be worth a shit or not, especially with how horrible uh, Vanguard flopped. But, I mean, exactly what you're saying, like, about this just being a big plus. I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, it's a big plus for the Call of Duty franchise. And I feel like it's going to be a big plus for Microsoft as well, uh, just because, you know, it may put it back in better graces where the game may not be complete and utter dog shit. Uh, and if it's not complete and utter dog shit when it finally comes out, hopefully they keep this sort of format where it's like not every year. I don't Yearly Call of Duties, I feel like, is very, very pointless at this point. I really do. I, don't, I see no purpose in it besides money, obviously. Free Infinity Ward. Let them do a new IP. That's true. Let them go. Let them live. Let them go do something. Affinity Ward's been stuck with Call of Duty since like 2010. Right. Same thing with like, go ahead. I was just going to say, speaking of, speaking of like COD not being on this yearly one anymore, just in general, some of these games, like even sports games that do their yearly, it's like, it's more understandable for those. But at the same time, like you're saying, not much changes. So it's like we just need to get away from yearly release schedules or these type of games in general. Mm-hmm. But we can't do that, John. I need my sports games with all their negative reviews. And hell, well, the, that's the new every freaking time they come out. Freaking the show this year has a great cover art. If you get like the deluxe edition, uh, it, it does. Yeah, with a freaking. I don't even know the player's name, but his BV ripped outfit anime style. Yeah, because he's a big anime fan. I saw that cover. I went, what has happened? (laughs) That cover is pretty dope. Yeah, because the the person on the cover is just such a massive anime fan. Uh, With that game as well, um, just ran, it just popped my head because, you know, you brought up the game, whatever. Uh, From the Nintendo Direct when they showcased that game, dude, that game looked like it was from 2016. MLB the show on, oh. on the Switch. Like I'm sitting there watching that gameplay, like, and I get it, it's the Switch, but yeah. like it legit looked like a game from like 2016 or 2015. See, I thought you were talking about the uh Switch Sports. I do want look, I'm getting Switch Sports, boys. I'm gonna go ahead and say it up front. Man, why why couldn't you have been here when I tried to bring that up and talk to it with him and Keate? They had no interest. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry. I mean, he I was tried, here. I tried he to bring it up, and it got thrown away Discord. so fast. I did participate in the show through Discord, yes. I wasn't even paying attention to you guys. I just heard, I'm going to call Alex out. I just heard that from the other <laughs> room, and I'm like, I started listening. I'm like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry that I wasn't there to back you up, John, but I am excited for Switch Sports, and I plan to buy it next month. I, yeah, I'm, that, I'm excited to play it. That might have been, like, I, I opened up with it. I was like, so you guys, you guys uh, excited about this at all? Nope, nope. <laughs> all right, I guess I'm gonna move on. Then. Please shut that down. It's right like, quick. all right, well, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> hey, uh, next month though, you know, 25th, uh, Kirby. We got Kirby. That's pretty exciting. Triangle Strategy oh, this God. weekend as well. Also got a uh, Borderlands. Yeah, same day as Kirby, right? Yep. 25th, yeah. 
John, you you, you got to get on board with mouthful mode, man. No. Why? I wasn't even on. I wasn't. I, I, I wasn't, wasn't even really on board, on board with, with Kirby to begin mode. with. I was on board. It's just a Kirby game. <laughs> I saw Kirby and I didn't even have a title yet. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm, I'm not even that big of a Kirby fan, really. So I wasn't. I wasn't on board with it to begin with. And then you show me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go in and be a vending machine of death. Yeah, oh. Come on, man. It's got co-op. You can fish, apparently. You can you can play co-op and go fishing with Zach. Zach and I will have a great time. Yes, we will. <laughs> I'm looking. For, that's a day one pickup. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Uh, I know. Then both of you guys are gonna get Nina, right? Uh, Tiny Tina's. I mean, maybe. Ah, uh, so you're still on the fence when about did, it. You've been on the fence did, about this whole time. I feel when like. When's it come out? The same 25th. day. Yeah, the twenty the fifth. Maybe. That's that's one that I've that's one that I was I've said before that I might pick it up. I mean, but be, I might not play it for a week. I'll be curious to see. I mean, Borderlands Three was fun when it came out, but I feel like there was a bit of disconnect from it compared to like two and pre sequel, just because of the long gap. And I think they tried just really hard to force the magic that was Borderlands Two. They were a little too excited with Borderlands Three. Where maybe by the end of all their DLCs, they kind of brought people around to it. But yeah, like you said, they were. It's like people weren't as excited for pre sequel when it came out, and so hopefully with this one, they could, like you said, they could recapture some of that. Yeah, because ideally, it's more or less being based off one of the funnest DLCs in Borderlands, a freaking. Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Cube. Yeah, which in the past couple weeks, or in the past, like, couple months, I think it was Tiny it, Tina's Escape from Dragon Cube was av- available on PS Plus uh, as one of the games. It was on PS and, Plus, and Xbox, and Epic Games. Epic, and on Switch as well. It's literally just a standalone of that DLC from Borderlands 2. Hmm. Which I was looking at that. If you don't, if if you don't get that for free on one of its weekends, it is totally not worth it. No, it's it's not worth the price. They, they charge like it. they but charge like the a price? full game price yeah. for a DLC. Really? Yeah. So like we're talking sixty bucks. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's okay. like it's like forty or fifty dollars for a DLC that I think cost twenty. Yeah. Wow. PC. Okay. I mean, it was a good DLC. It's not that good of a DLC. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what about uh, I know I know you, I don't think you are Zach, but John, are you still p- uh, looking to pick up Triangle Strategy this weekend? Maybe. Is it this I would weekend? like to pick yep. it up Friday. I would I would like to pick it up. I may have to wait a week. Hmm. What you just Good. said about Tiny Tina is probably what Triangle Strategy can be for me. Where I'm going to buy it probably this Friday, day one, but I probably won't play it for a week because I'm doing other yeah. things right now. Yeah, I want to play that game, but I'll I'll probably have to wait a week to pick it up. Yeah. You know what I'm probably not gonna wait on though, which also got announced this week on Monday. Cool. Soul Hackers too. Right, yeah, yeah, that did get yeah, that's right. That was a wild reveal too. Yeah, it was. Did you watch that at all? I did, yeah. <laughs> I just happened to wake I had no up. idea what was going on, but I just happened to wake up when it was starting and I'm just watching it and it does the whole little intro and then it just switches to live action. I went, What? <laughs> It's the middle of freaking morning. It's still night, and wherever they were recording that in Japan, and they just have a bunch of 
people doing choreographed fight for this reveal. I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> what is this reveal? <laughs> I was just like, we're getting some sort of reveal, but there's a bunch of people LARPing at a temple somewhere. <laughs> and that's set to come out. I saw it had the release date. It's like in August or September, right? Yeah, it's in August, which is surprising. I was just like, damn, that's quick. And this, this is a pickup for you, though. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely pick it up. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing thoughts on it. Now, is this – and you did you play the first one? I can't remember what you said about the first one. I have not played the first one. I missed a chance to get it. Okay. Because I really didn't think anything of it at the time because right. that was solely a DS release, and I did not have a DS at the time when it was out. Okay. Now, th- this could be a very obviously dumb question, so I apologize for my normal stupidity that I like to put on this show. So, th- obviously, it's called Soul Hackers, too. So, is this a direct sequel to the first one, or is this just like a, a new game? Or- From all the details they released uh, Monday morning for us, yes, it is going to be a chronological successor. Okay. Um, not necessarily within the same time frame, but... Okay. Within that universe. So, that brings me to another question. Are you going to try to go out of your way to see if you can get the first one, then? Uh, maybe. Okay. Okay. And you said it was a DS game is what it was? Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully you can find it. You know, you've been in a lot of hunting, so you never know. You might find one. You might have to just go online for it. I, I mean, I'll probably find it because I've about found every other Megami Tensei gotcha. game. All right. Let's hop over uh, to... Well, quick quick little thing here because this just popped up for me. Uh, did you see this potential release date or ret- retailer releasing... The date for God of War Ragnarok? No. What are we looking Popped like? Up, right, apparently a small-time regional retailer in Chile uh, <laughs> uh, had a posting for God of War Ragnarok for June. Ooh. Oh, okay. So it, well, it looks like... Hey, if we're going to get that state of play next month. So it, it looks like we could potentially be looking at Ragnarok a little sooner than we were expecting. That would be huge. That'd be a good summer release, too. Yeah, that would. That would be a top-tier summer release. Because I don't think there's a whole lot of first slated for summer at this moment. No. Um, and if there was anything for that time, man, I'd hate to be them if that, if this is, ends up being the case here. <laughs> you just got shafted. <laughs> Like, uh, you know, pretty much all a majority of, like, the notable releases that we know dated kind of stops in May. Yeah. You know, going from June on, there are hand-selected ones that we know, like uh, like Saints Row, for example, mm-hmm. Starfield, of course. Um, but, you know, the, you know, the only one that's kind of thrown out there any sort of idea and plan for the summer is really Nintendo with Mario Strikers Battle League and Fire Emblem Three Hopes both in June. So they, those would be the ones that, that are going to get shafted if that's the case. Yeah. Because, yeah, Xeno, the Xenoblade Chronicles isn't so close to holidays, that's, right? It's probably it's I, just, it's just I, TBA, I, but, yeah, holiday is my assumption. Yeah, I thought th- I thought it said uh, like August or something. On I it. Yeah, yeah, date. yeah. I think yeah, I think you're right. I think it was August or September, but no actual day, just a month. Yeah. yeah. But no, Ragnarok in uh, in June. That would be uh, that'd be a big one. But like I said, we'll probably find out this month. Uh, I would just, I would say in this current upcoming state of play that we'll probably get, uh, we'll get to actually see a release date for that. Uh, I mean, Sony <laughs> just did a little event here recently, finally revealing off the PSVR 2, like actually showing the headset and the mm-hmm. controls and shit. So they're probably gearing up for that next state of play, which I would also probably put some money on 
uh, may re- finally reveal whatever Project Spartacus is. You know, their rebranding of PlayStation Plus and PS Now and oh, all that I bullshit. Admit, I saw, I, I saw I'd something. Have to, I'd have to try to find it. I was about to say, I saw something about Sony possibly going to having a new uh, membership thing. Yeah. Which was going to be like an increase of like $15 or something like that. Yep. And was gonna... the, the, the thing I saw is similar to that. I, I can't find the article right now, but it was saying they it could have three tiers. Or they were speculating three different tiers for it. Yeah. Kind of like what we had talked about previously. Yep. But like the one, I, the one common thing that I've seen a lot of people still talk about is don't expect it to be like Game Pass, where it's going to have day one releases for new games. Like that's just not Sony's yeah, initiative. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect that. You either. know, new games will come out eventually, uh, but they're just not going to be day one. Like this is going to be more so like for you to en- still enjoy PS Plus games every month. This is for you to enjoy like the PS Plus collection on the PS Five, which is a very good collection of games, by the way. Uh, whatever PlayStation now has, I'm assuming, and the, as well as that that deeper catalog of games of PS1, PS2, PSP, which those are, it's funny, those are the only three that was ever actually named, and then something they follow up, it's like, well, yeah, PS3 is kind of in the works too, right. but Alex, not to not to immediately counteract, like contradict you or anything, but Sony did. It did announce its first ever day one release for PlayStation Now. Yeah, they did. I saw that. Shadow Warriors 3. Yep, Shadow Warriors 3, the first one they've ever done for day one. So maybe they are testing it in some capacity, but it's not a great test. But it's, I mean, th- it's not going to be anything great. No. I mean, that's maybe. a fairly popular franchise on it, the indie fun level. games. Yeah, I've played some of Shadow Warrior 2. I mean, it's it's a good time. Right. <laughs> we'll just leave I it at that. There's not a lot more to say. I mean, it's it's just a good time. It's, it's, <laughs> Period. it's fun. Period. All right, let's hop over to some. Let's finish up the show with some Pokemon chat. Uh, of course, this was Pokemon Day today, celebrating 26 years of Pokemon. Had a 14 minute presentation. Pokemon presents. Uh, you know, I want that wall. The was it the CEO who was on first? I forget. Yes. I want that wall he has where he just had all the games lined up. That was pretty sick. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Uh, I also enjoyed what the other guy had behind him where it had like all the starter, uh, final starter evolution plushies. with the legendaries. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Uh, but, you know, just got some general announcements like, you know, just some your basic stuff, Pokemon Go stuff, Loa's coming, cool, whatever. Pokemon Master stuff, cool, whatever, which actually got you to download it while you were, you know, while yeah, you Yeah, I was bored. I yeah, was like, just, right, let's sure, see it, Masters. Yeah, whatever. downloads. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix, which has apparently been out for like what, two years now. It's like, damn, time I flies. did not expect that to survive. I didn't either. I'm surprised it has lasted as long as it has, honestly. It's a, it's a weird match game. It is. I was going to say, I'm, I forgot about that game, and when they started talking about it, the segment went on longer than I expected it to. And I, was, I found myself just sitting there going, stop trying to make me play this. <laughs> <laughs> but Dilbert will now make deliveries. We uh, have online nope. ordering now. Nope. We also got uh, the uh, reveal for the uh, next Pokemon coming in Unite being Hoopa, being a support. That was actually a very good Unite because that's a very good buildup for Hoopa, the yep. actual free limited license to actually use Hoopa, an event set to actually unlock Hoopa, and then, hey, you can literally just play everyone on different days for the next, like, week or two. So there's that. Which, that's all pretty hype. They also gave a quick reveal of the next Mon after that as well, being my boy Pez Dispenser, a.k.a. Duraludon. Is that a legendary? Uh, No. 
No. What the no, hell is I'm, it? I'm not going to lie. When they showed him in the game, I was like, oh, man, I just want to see him walking around. That's got to look goofy as fuck. I, dude, he, he walks goofy as hell on Sword and Shield. What gen is that? That's uh, Sword and Shield. Is it? Eighth gen, yeah. Okay. Duraladon. Steel dragon type. He's really good. Wait, what? He's a steel dragon. He's a dragon? Yeah. How's he a dragon? Ah, don't ask questions. He, it's Pokemon. How's he not a dragon? <laughs> He's a big hunk of rock. <laughs> He's a hunk so? of steel. It's so? a rock. <laughs> so, what's your point? That's not a dragon. It's a dragon. Well, remember, Charizard's not a dragon. Correct, he's not. Besides X, that's that's a dragon. Charizard X, Mega Evolution, he turns into a dragon type. You're, you're going over his head now. I know. Alex. I, know. I bought the simple. game. I haven't played through keep, keep it simple with him. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Keep Synchro what? <laughs> Synchro summon. Synchro what? <laughs> There's a callback. <laughs> That's why we need the callback plug like you pitched earlier. That would have been a good time to use it. Uh, but no, I'm excited for, for Duraludon to be in the game. I love Duraludon. So I, I'm kind of curious what his moveset would be. And I'm also with John. I want to see that dude walking down lane. You know, now based on their choices, I feel like they're just going for like people like Alex who wanted weird picks like Greenut, hey, Greenut, hey. Droughtnut. Well, <laughs> kind of like I, I, I said when we first talked about it, I'm like, they're either they're either looking at like some of these polls and pick people's favorite mons or they're just reaching into a fucking hat and pulling <laughs> the name out. Yeah, we, going, did, we did get the freaking got. the ghost tree. <laughs> Trevenant was really random. That's not one that I would have expected to get, to get on there. As a defender as well. I still haven't got on to play him. He looks beefy as hell. Yeah, he definitely looks beefy as hell. That's for sure. And uh, freaking Mammoth Swine. That one came out of nowhere. Mammoth Swine did, yeah. <laughs> the, some, of the, some of the ones I've chosen have definitely come out of nowhere. Like, I mean, I love my boy Greedon, but that came out of nowhere. But I'm very happy it came out of nowhere. I had my fun with Greedon before he was nerfed into the dirt. So I had my fun. Uh, we also did get to see a little bit on the free DLC for Pokemon Legends Arceus called Daybreak. Uh, I expect vampires. Well, no vampires for you. Sorry. Um, you know, I'm, you know, one thing about the DLC that I thought was kind of interesting is that, uh, you know, Game Freak did not leave alone what was now like the primary shiny hunting method. So the outbreak method uh, to shiny hunt, they have now patched out of the game and no, Oof. it no longer works. Uh, but in return with daybreak, like you, your, your map can just get like flooded with outbreaks, which I do think that is actually pretty interesting. I still don't know if I want to get back on the game right now. So, like, you can go to, like, one of the regions, like, one of the areas, whatever, and literally, like, just outbreaks all over that region. And with the outbreaks as well, it's not just that Mon anymore. You can actually get, like, evolution forms now as well. Yeah, I saw that. There was a yeah. someone walked into an outbreak with four alphas staring at him and went, fuck this. Yep. Okay, <laughs> turn it around. I, I kind of prefer that, though, because otherwise you'd go into a zone. It's like out. An outbreak is happening. You walk over. It's like okay. Well, there's like nothing happening here. Yep. It's all. But, like, if outbreaks can happen everywhere, that does a lot to make it feel like there's more going on when you're walking around. Yeah, it will. I mean, the other thing that came out of the daybreak update was the fact that you can now do some trainer battles at the training camp in the town against the wardens and other clan members. Which that was cool to see as well because like still I I still think one of the biggest lacking things about Legends is the fact there's not much battling. I really do feel like that's a drawback on the game. But from what it looked like, it looked more like a almost test column because like every single one it showed almost looked like it was you versus three people. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Which I agree with Alex because one of the exciting things going into the game was how they how they changed the battle system. Mm-hmm. And then in the game where they changed the battle system, introduced strong and agile style, we also get less battles than we've ever had. Yep. Yeah, the least amount of trainer battles ever. I don't know. Did like, we even... And then the... I was going to say, the, and then the ones we do have, it's like most of them, if you just... If you go through the areas and just kind of explore how probably the natural player is going to do it, you're just over-leveled for everything until yeah. you get to the end of the game. Yeah. I mean, did we even get the classic first battle, hey, our eyes met, we got to fight? Nope. Well, I mean, I guess I unless you count Akari, is that her name? Yeah. You know, besides that, no. You know, I didn't get that. You know, uh, I never ended up finishing my actual Legends uh, review that I was going to post up on the website. And at this point, it's like the window op- the windows of opportunities kind of missed. But I still may post it up anyway because it's mostly done. Um, and one of my biggest cons for the game was the fact there it's just it, there was no battling. Like, while, you know, and it's weird because I contradict myself and I even pointed out that I contradict myself where it's like one of my pros is the fact that there's less battling. I feel like for the story... The, the lack of battling is a good thing in a way. It, yeah, in a In a way it is because it really allows you to emphasize on what the game is trying to sell you with the open world, go find Pokemon, you're off the rails, go do your thing. But then, like, take it back from that. It's just like the battling needs to be there, man. Because it's like while, you know, Pokemon has always been built on, got to catch them all, whatever. Like, that's the thing, and that's what this game is built on. Catching them all and battling that's literally what goes hand in hand with Pokemon games. So the fact that Legends hasn't had battling, I feel like is a, honestly a major drawback to the game. I really do. I feel like no form of competitive was a drawback to the game. Uh, really, I do. I feel like that. I feel like that hurts the game. Well, I feel like the battling sort of hurt just because that's what people are used to. I mean, yeah. I sort of understood the less battling just because of the setting itself. Is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. People are afraid of Pokemon. There's not a lot of people who have a Pokemon partner. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go on, John. Oh, I was I was just gonna say, oh, okay. yeah, just building off that because uh, the other part of the story is it makes sense that he's not battling because, like, the Pokeball is a relatively new invention. True. Not many people have partners, Pokemon, like you were saying. So there's no one to battle besides the leaders of the village, who, like, the different wardens, leaders, and everything who have kind of bonded with some of these mods. Mm-hmm. So you don't. It is it is understandable why you don't. Yeah, it is. But then, like Alex said, it's just not the same. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, got well, its, it's, it's got its pros and cons. The cons being just it sort of takes everyone who's played a Pokemon game out of the regular comfortability of it. Yep. But the pros of it is that they really chose to focus on telling a story and giving a new experience, which was very nice and refreshing. It was very refreshing. And, you know, to double down how it was refreshing, I dumped 90 hours into this game. Like... You know, that, that's a good chunk in a very short amount of time that I played it. Yeah. But I, I was actually talking to uh, Josh, co-host from Animan Plus, and our, our friend Jared this weekend, we were chatting about Legends. Like, right now, I'm not shitting you. I have absolutely zero desire to put Legends back into my Switch right now. And it's not because, like, oh, I put in all this time. I mean, while, well, yes, that could play a factor, but it's the fact that, like, I feel done because there's no battling. You know, like, when I was done with Sword and Shield... What did I do? I went 
I wasn't really done because I was like collecting mons and doing, I was battling. I was doing competitive stuff, right? And that was fun. That was awesome. But now that like I have every dex page to 10, I've got the shiny charm. I've completely beaten the game. I've got 242 of 242. I feel done as hell, and I feel like there's nothing for me to do. Now, granted, the daybreak come out, I could hop on and play some of the side missions and stuff, whatever. But, like, I legit feel done with the game. So, it's just like, that, that, that's what kind of killed it for me. Um, yeah, it, and I think you're, a large majority of people feel that as well. Unless even you're like a hard sh- shiny hunter. I was about to say, even the shiny hunters, once they've gotten all the shinies, they're just like, yeah, it's done. And I think that's sort of what this adds in with the Warden battles. And then it mentioned at the end of chance to fight legendaries again. So I yeah. guess there's going to be some weird uh, space-time crap where you fight legendaries in a space. Right. You know, and it, it's funny, you know, because uh, it's, it's been mentioned on this show a few times before with uh, me and Jared and our constant ongoing argument for his best Zelda game, right? Like, he's hard Breath of the Wild, I'm hard not. But I, I've always said for Breath of the Wild that I think it's like the first amazing step in the direction that it could go. And I feel the same way about Legends. I actually don't think Legends is the best Pokemon game. Like, and, I, and it's because of some of the cons that are in it. Like, I feel like it's a it's a great game for, um, like, I'm going to say older players to jump into. I feel like if you're like, you know, Pokemon is more, you know, it appeals to children, obviously. I don't feel like a kid could really hop into Legends and really experience it to its full potential because there's a lot kind of going on, you know. Yeah. But, I, you know, I, Legends is a game that I will 100% always recommend, but I actually don't feel like it's the best Pokemon game. Uh, but I feel like it's the first amazing step for what could be the best Pokemon game that we could potentially get this year because uh, the big surprise announcement, you know, it's surprise because, like, you know, we didn't, you know, Gen 9 is going to happen. Let's just go and address that. But it's like, I didn't think it was going to happen this year. I thought Gen 9 was going to be like a, a 2023 thing. And I honestly thought we were going to get like DLC packs for Legends. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like we got Sword and Shield. But, you know, it looks like they're moving on from the Sword and Shield thing. And, uh, you know, all gung-ho. Like we're moving forward. It's Gen 9 time. Uh, we got we got a trailer for that, and you know the big thing that was focused in the trailer was just showcasing all the landscape. Like they're borrowing, like they're taking all the stuff they built with Legends and putting it in this, but then putting it like in a traditional sort of format. I'm assuming I would probably safely assume there's going to be gym battles again and stuff. We're back to normal times, but open world and like even in their follow up statements and tweets and shit, like. Like, it's like nonstop. They were saying the exact words open world, like the initial big title. It's like open world Pokemon game. It's like exploring this open world adventure. Like, they were really driving home open world. I'll be curious to see how this one plays out because we had Sword and Shield, which they touched on, and now we've had Arceus, which was very well received. So I'll be curious to see what they take from both of those games, which have led us into this, I'm going to assume, leading into just constant full 3D Pokemon games going into the future. Yeah, yeah. And see what we get, what mix blend we get. Um, Because, I mean, it's a Nintendo game, so graphics aren't the greatest. Overall, it looked well. Um, Everyone, from what I got, unanimously hated the uh, trainer look. (laughs) I'm on that train. I'm on that train. I saw a lot of comments of people going, I'm going to a barber and getting that shit changed immediately. Yep, I'm on that. I'm on that as well. How did you feel about the trainer look, John? Uh, looks like a dweeb. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> hey, random fun fact though. Depending on the version you get, your cha- your clothes change. That uh, just random fun fact. Someone, uh, I think it was HDV. I was watching uh, on YouTube. He he found someone shared it with him. Yeah, if you get 
scarlet version, you get like orange clothes. If you get violet, you get purple clothes. So I was like, ah, that's a very random little touch they added in. Okay. <laughs> you still look like an idiot, but okay. Um, I'll be honestly curious to see what a uh, new Pokemon we get because they didn't really show a whole lot of new Pokemon. They showed none. Uh, I, w- I went back and actually was, there was watching. Like one was or like, two. What? I think I did. I didn't see any new ones. Okay. No, when no I went news. back and watched it, I was like, I watched it a couple times. I was like, let me just see what's in here. And yep. it's like, okay, see, see what they're showing us so far. And it's like, I mean, mostly like Pikachu, Meowth. I think I saw Applin in there. And then it was the the one that I saw. I was like, okay. All right. I guess, I guess that's interesting that you're showing us. This was the Viper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was those Swablus just chilling on the yeah. line. I went through the trailer, and I actually built up a list of what all is confirmed. Uh, as as of now, there's 58 Pokemon that are confirmed for the game uh, based on what we've seen already. And based on, like, general assumptions, based on kind of a couple things, I've actually compiled another list of, like, up to 115 Pokemon that I would expect to be in the game. Just based on various things. Because, like, uh, one thing that wasn't shown in the trailer, but they showed, like, afterwards, just, like, you know, their after-press announcement, whatever. It's just, like, oh, you know, home con- you know connectivity, whatever. You can transfer Pokemon over from previous generations that are in the game, is yeah. what they essentially said. And the still shot they had was actually of Hisuian Zorark. So, Hisuian forms. Yeah. Wow. I know. Yeah, Hisuian Zorark. It was a, it was a shot of uh, Lucario battling the Zorark. That guy thing is going to be scary as hell in modern Pokemon. Oh, dude, that's going to be a busted-ass competitive Mon. That That's, like, one of the best types out there. Normal ghost type, that's that's busted. Um, but, you know, that that can just lead to other assumptions, like, okay, probably the other uh, Hisuian Mons will be in the game, minus maybe the starters, uh, but, like, maybe everything else, like Cleaver, like uh, Weird Ear and everything else, like, I would I would assume they're going to all possibly be in the game. You know, you know, you know Eevee's going to be in the game and all those evolutions. Yeah. There'll be a third legendary, you know, outside. Because I did my 58 confirmed. I counted the box Legos because that's just a thing, you know. You know, they'll, you know, but, you know it, it'll be interesting to see what all is going to be in there because, like, with Meowth, you know, are we going to get the Alolan Meowth and the Galarian Meowth, you know, like, like was it like that that you know you know what I mean? Get another meowth. Yeah, gonna get another one. They seem to like giving him forms. Uh, did you get to see the starters at the end? Where are you guys leaning on this? What the I'm, fuck are these goofy some bitches? Oh, okay, hold on. I'm okay with my sailor cat bird. I gotta okay, say, yeah, okay. What's wrong with the goofy goofy red fucker? <laughs> Why am I getting shafted here? Hey, this better no, be a fucking cool third. Hold floor. on, John. I want you to know you are the only negative opinion I ever heard on that little dude. It's that the, little guy I'm looks saying, like it goofy, is a as goofy shit. looking. He looks adorable. He oh gosh, he looks like something I'm not gonna say. <laughs> you liked Poplio too, didn't you? No, I didn't. Okay, when I saw him, I was like, God dang it, it's Poplio. At least it's not water this time. <laughs> hey, man, we gotta. Ukoko, we gotta though. We got a decent little green fox thing. We got a little cat. We got a, an adorable, Is it a cat? adorable that's a cat. Yeah, it's a fox. Fox. I'm what pretty sure it's a cat. It's a fox. That's a cat. I'm pretty sure it's a damn cat. We're not doing a second cat. There was already a cat. It's a cat. It's a fox. It's a cat. It's a fox. It's a cat. You need to get your eyes checked. Who gives it's a, a cat. shit? I do. Who gives a shit? It's not going to be a cat when it evolves. That's true. It's going to be standing on two legs, <laughs> probably. <laughs> But yeah, then we got this, I mean, this great duck wearing a sailor's hat. I mean, you can't be mad at that one. <laughs> yes. 
I gotta say, we got the we got the big goofy ass open mouth grin over here. Like, what is this thing doing? <laughs> I'm telling you, you are the only negative opinion I have heard on on Coco. T- like, Twitter is <laughs> over the moon about this little guy right now. Why he is unanimously stupid? like the best one everyone. Considers. Oh, he's got this stupid yellow square on his chest too. Oh what my god, this? we're pointing at the square. Come on, what, what's Come wrong on, with man. the square? Hey, hey, this all I said. This better be a cool final evolution. I, I can see him going like a, almost like a Godzilla-esque approach. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so with this thing. That's the only thing that makes sense with it. Watch it be like a, watch it be like some sort of, like cougar or something. <laughs> what? That'd be a hard change. I, I also, mean, I also like for the duck. Uh, someone was roasting inside like the fucking this dude over here looking like Donald Duck's forgotten nephew. <laughs> I actually thought that. Whenever I saw it, I was like, that thing better turn into a sailor by three evolutions. Hey, he's got the best name of the three, though. Quaxley. Quaxley is an awesome name. That is such an awesome name. I love Quaxley. But, dude, I love that cat. That cat's adorable. I will protect it with my life. That's not a cat. It is a cat. You cannot convince me otherwise. It is a cat. That's not a fox. It's a cat. Yeah, it is categorized as the grass cat Pokemon. Is it really? (laughs) Wow. Okay, fine. Cat. Grass cat. <laughs> I just hope it doesn't take like an incineroar approach. It's on two legs, but it probably will. Like, I'm going to go ahead and mentally prepare for that. Let, let me just, let me throw one little thing at you for that. Uh, uh, remember the final evolution for X and Y, Del Fox? Yep. There you go. Yep. That's what's going to happen to me. Uh, that started out as a uh, as a fox on four legs, Zach, and ended up as a two uh, standing on two leg fox in a dress. Yeah. Oh, uh, the source the fire sorceress. Yes, the fire yeah. sorceress. Yep. That started out almost looking very similar to this grass motherfucker. Yep. That's probably gonna be the route that I'm gonna have to deal with on this. But I mean, uh, I, I mean, I'm very pumped um, for Scarlet and Violet. Um, I, I did see one very random thing that people were pointing out, where it's like potential tease for what the legendaries could potentially be involved with. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what would be the angle. There is uh, for some reason people are th- are theorizing that they're going to be somehow involved with oranges and grapes. Well, the weird thing, one of the other things that I saw was apparently this is going to be. The Pokemon Universe's version of Spain? Yes, yes, yes. I didn't realize. So what the heck are the other areas supposed to be? I. The common thing that I've seen is Spain and Portugal. That's the common one that I've seen. Okay. Yeah. That's what people are saying. Like, yeah, that's what this is. Okay. I didn't realize we were associating Pokemon regions with real world places. We've, yeah, oh, we, well, always, we always have. Yeah. I didn't know this, but then again, I jumped out of the loop really early, so I never really took care to pay attention. I want to say it was gens one through four, right? John was all Japan based or did it, they stop doing Japan based at three. I want to say one through four was Japan based. Gen five was New York. Um, six was God. What was six? Was that France or Paris? I think it was Paris. Okay. And then obviously seven's Hawaii. And then now eight is, what is eight again? I don't remember. But yeah, it would be a, they've they, they've always done that. That's since Gen One. Okay. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I, I'm excited for that. Um, you know, it's scheduled for later this year for, uh, for you know, fall or winter or whatever. It'll probably just come out in November like Pokemon games always do. Uh, yeah. it's like I, was te- okay. I was telling uh, Zach before we started, it's like, just don't come out on the 11th, please. Because if it comes out on the 11th, I'm not playing it immediately because I'm playing Starfield. Like, 100%. Yeah. So, to, to go back on what they're based on, the first four are based on Japan. Okay. Then it's New York... France, Hawaii, and the United Kingdom. Okay. Okay. Now we're heading over to Spain. The the one like how it went from cities to just straight countries. Yeah. <laughs> we can no longer do designs on just cities. Right, right. The one thing that I, I uh, you, let me ask you boys your thoughts on this. It's just a, kind of a niche little thing. The one thing that I really hope that they keep. Uh, from Gen 8 coming into this one is like if we're gonna bring back gyms, like let's bring back like the big approach of the of the gym challenge. Like, how do you guys feel about that? Because I thought the gym challenge was super cool. I thought that was such an interesting concept. Uh, what? How do you guys feel about it? I mean, what? like the way they the way they approach the gym challenge in you know Gen 8 it was versus more everything or less else. Just a giant sports event, pretty much. Yeah, like I thought that was super cool. I don't think they'll do it, but I would love it if they did. Well, I I think that's what the the idea kind of should have. It was kind of originally presented to all of us. Yeah, where it was like you show up to it, and then it's this event that happens rather than like what it ended up becoming, where it's like, okay, I've got my little, I got my shop over here. You want to come fight me in it? Right. You know, when you really look at it, it's the early gens are sort of just like, this is sort of really shady. Yeah, there's some shady shit happening right now. And we went from, like, just random uh, local fights to now we're on nation scale. Everyone likes to watch these events and everything. Yeah. What I would really ta- like to see, I'm going to take you on a journey, is the gym battles is actually your fight for resistance to free the country. Ooh. I mean, that that sounds cool. Completely left field for a Pokemon game, but hey. It does, yeah. No, if if they're going to do any sort of gym challenge again, one thing that I think would be really cool to do, because watching the trailer a couple times, one thing that I thought was interesting is how they emphasize like almost like that town center, you know? Yeah. If you looked at the ground, like the uh, the wheel around it... Was every element. Was every type. So it's like, what if they do something a little bit different here where it's like, it's so focused on open world. That they're stressing open world. What if they do something like, there's not eight gyms, there's actually a gym for every type. Because, I mean, that was like, you know, that was kind of the thing, one of the things about Sword and Shield is like, you you can find lore on the previous on some previous gym leaders or previous champions like mm-hmm. Mustard, for example. You know, or how there was, you know, a Sword and Shield exclusive gyms, like... You know, what like what if there was actually eighteen gems, one f- per type, and you just have to get whatever eight you want? Like that would be actually super cool, and then kind of also keep you off the rails for it, where it's like you don't have to do these in order. Like maybe do one specific one number, you know, first to give you like whole introduction to the thing, you know, and then your other seven just do it in whatever order, and they kind of scale as depending on how many badges you get. You know, the, the next gem will be set at a certain level. Cap. I mean, if they really want to do an open world and they did that route, they could literally just do a long, almost journey road to victory road of just all 18 gems. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it'd be, if they if it really is going to be, like what they say, open world adventure, where 
maybe it's like maybe the gyms are or like there's certain gyms that are like obvious and easy to find or that and then some you can just stumble across somewhere out in the world yep it's like people know it people know it's it's there they just can't tell you where it is like like i say a dark gym for example yeah it's like you you just stumble across it it's like okay you're here it's like you found us now now it's time to see if you can take us on so it sounds like pokemon just became dojo challenges now (laughs) yeah might as well be close enough can we build factions and just start building gyms everywhere? I mean, that'd be cool, but... Pokemon Conquest 2 confirmed. Man! <laughs> Leading up to this event, I was lobbying so hard for Pokemon I was Conquest. Really, I was really hoping for one. I knew it wasn't going to happen. I'm never going to see another chance. Conquest. I was holding out hope, bro. They brought back Mystery Dungeon. Snap came back. Uh, you know, Mystery Dungeon came back as a remake for its 15th anniversary. This year is Conquest's 10th anniversary. That style of game is as big as it's ever been. Was Conquest really well well received? I don't know. Uh, in terms of ratings, uh, yeah, it's like four uh, out of fives it, and shit like okay. that. Four, yeah, it had a 4.3 and uh, the like user ratings on it, uh, just off of a quick Google search, 94%. I mean, the, I knew the user ratings were good because I know all of us enjoyed it. Yeah. Because Conquest didn't really open up until you beat the main story and went, oh, yeah, now you can play as everybody. <laughs> yes. Man, I was really hoping for a Conquest, like, remake or something. I was really hoping for it for lucky, the 10th anniversary. If we're lucky, we may see it at the 15th anniversary and we get a 3D version. That's true. You know, that's true. I mean, that's when Mystery Dungeon came back was its 15th, so... You know, I did pick up a ranger this week. Pokemon oh, really? Ranger. Okay. So I'm just going to be making a bunch of circles on my DS here in like a couple weeks. <laughs> I have fun with that. Uh, but uh, fi- final thoughts on uh, the Pokemon stuff, boys. Um, I, you know, I will say, you know, to counter how it's been with previous reveals for like Dominant and Pearl and Sword and Shield, I feel like immediately, I feel like the graphics already looked better. Like, I mean, obviously it's Pokemon graphics. It's a Switch, whatever. But I feel like immediately it's like you looked at this, it's like, okay, yes, this looks a lot better than it's ever been. I mean, like, the the detail on the Pokemon looked very, very good. Speaking of Diamond and Pearl, how'd you feel about the Oak's letter? Oh, yeah, they they did something (laughs) for that. I I forgot, man. Diamond and Pearl was such a a letdown. Uh, It really was. Which sucks, because, I mean, you're coming off the heels of back-to-back incredible remakes of games. Uh, not counting Let's Go, uh, being O'Ras and Heart Gold Soul Silver, and then you give us Diamond and Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, and it's just like, come on, guys. I mean, hey, it was a faithful remake. Yeah, but see, the problem is they didn't, they shouldn't have done a faithful remake. They said <laughs> they was gonna be a faithful remake, guys. I'm not. I'm not. They told us straight out what it was gonna be. Look, I'm not. I'm not arguing with the fact that like. You know, like I, we were, we were blindsided. I'm just arguing with the fact they shouldn't have done it. Like, you know, you, I mean, Diamond and Pearl. While I hold fourth gen in such a high regard, it's only because of Platinum. Like, Diamond and Pearl are honestly like very mid tier games. Like, they're not, they're not great. Like, if I if I had to pull up the tier maker right now and tier every Pokemon generation game, Diamond and Pearl would probably be like in the D tier for me. And I love Sinnoh, but I love Sinnoh because of Platinum. Platinum's an S tier game, easy. Yeah, Oak's letter getting shaman. So whatever, I'm not gonna play yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's gonna go back and play it because of that. Yeah, I highly doubt it. Yeah, 
letdown, letdown of games, bro. Letdown of games. Uh, yeah, like I said, you know, even though Oras and Heart Gold Soul Silver, I mean, those are some of the best Pokemon games out there. Both of those, easy. At both of them, put them in S tier. Know what we need a remake of? Hmm. Pokemon Coliseum and Dark Darkness Scale. Oh, bro, I would love that. I, those games are so good. They are. Oh, um, those games are incredible. Yeah, getting a remake of those would be absolutely phenomenal. That'd be a day one pickup, easy, 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 easy. But uh, yeah, any last thoughts on the Pokemon stuff? If not, uh, we'll go ahead and look to start wrapping things up here. I mean, no, not really. It was a nice sort of surprise drop from the Game Freak of the ninth gen that everyone knew was coming, but didn't expect it this early. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. That was a nice little top off for the pres- presentation. Overall, I think it wasn't a bad presentation. I think for the most part, it had pretty decent content for everyone that plays those games other than Diamond and Pearl. Right. Yeah, I mean... Made me excited for their their later in the year announcements they're going to inevitably do now, where they give us more and more information about uh, these uh, new games, Scarlet and Violet. Yep. But I mean, honestly, I'm kind of glad they tacked those in on the end because without those, would have been a pretty weak, meh presentation, presentation without them. Because yeah, they had stuff for all their games, but. It it wasn't a lot for all of them, so. But at at least now we've got a potential potential future Pokemon looking pretty good right now. Yeah, that's the big thing is that the future does look pretty great since they're actually gonna keep all the elements from Legends, you know, and just bring it into like a more modern traditional kind of Pokemon game. I feel I feel like the two can coexist, uh, traditional Pokemon format with Legends format. I feel like they can coexist. Oh, I, easily. I, yeah, and I feel like we're gonna get to see that in this game. So I feel like these have the I feel like these games have the potential to put potential to be the best Pokemon games of all time. Just look at the potential going forward of the beauty contest. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm here for that, dude. The beauty contests were entertaining. Uh, also, uh, no national decks, which I don't give a fuck. I really don't. There's, I mean, there's, no, there's so many Pokemon, bro. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Yeah. People people complain about that, and then if they if they did add it in, they would then complain that to complete their decks and get their shiny charm or whatever, they got to catch a thousand fucking Pokemon. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Like, if the decks is, like, anywhere the size of Sword and Shield, you know, like, let's say they do DLC for Scarlet and Violet, like, bro, perfect. Like, Sword and Shield yeah. decks is, like, a great size. It is. Yeah. So it's not a big deal. But yeah, people are going to bitch about it all year. People can complain all they want to. It doesn't matter. If they did have it in, if they had the national text in there, you'd still only catch the ones you gave a shit about. True. <laughs> True. All right, boys. Uh, I think we can go ahead and get out of here. I'll hit the music. Alrighty. And wrap things up. Uh, thank you, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. If you are watching this on YouTube and like what's going on, you can hit that subscribe button. And if you actually want to know what anything goes up, you can hit the bell and YouTube will notify you when any video goes up. That's at youtube.com slash sparky3. As well, you can help us support us on our actual website, sparky3.com, where you can sign up as for membership for $5 and actually get episodes a day early. Or you can just sign up for free and help us out, just build a community, and just join fun and watch everything there. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you made it to the end of the episode, thank you very much. And once again, hopefully you'll uh, you'll come and see us again next week. Don't know what's all on the slate next week. I guess we'll see. 
We'll see what we're up to, see what's coming out this week. But yeah, do everything they said and more. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, of course, at sparky3shop.com, we do have that promo code ATFS, save 25% on everything in the store. Like I mentioned earlier, we do have a couple of game aesthetic designs. Definitely hit one of those, especially like the five ways to play with the different controllers going down the shirt. It's pretty sick. Uh, I think we're going to have to get that one. I was going to say, that one might be my favorite one. Yeah, going to have to probably get some samples of that for us boys so we can rock on the show because that one is pretty sick. Um, but uh, yeah. Overall, pretty fun episode, boys. Appreciate you guys as always. But, uh, yep, just follow the show. I'm trying to just kind of carry this on a little bit so the music can pick up a little bit more so we can end it on a better note since the song just ended. All right, guys, have a good one. See you. Bye. Bye.